I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving your 20s. So, how are you? How have you been? Um, have I been? It's been an interesting couple of weeks, to say the least. Oh, um, tell me more. I feel like, I just feel like they've been quite, um, it, it feels very fitting for this week's discussion topics. We're going to get onto like feeling overwhelmed um, later on in this episode, but it, ha- it has been an overwhelming couple of weeks. Um, quite a few plans have changed. Um, (laughs) and you know just life has happened I guess it's one of those things isn't it like as someone who likes to be in control all the time and have a plan and be very organized which you'll know if you listen to last week's episode um, it can always be a bit frustrating I guess when life kind of gets in the way but that said I did have a really lovely weekend because I went away for the weekend oh that's nice where did you go I went up to um, like Yorkshire where Alex is and we spent Saturday in Leeds and I really like Leeds and it's just a really really lovely city and they have such amazing shopping in Leeds like yeah such amazing shopping they um have a Charbonnel and Walker shop um you know the ones that do the amazing pink Marc de Champagne truffles no I, well, I feel like I don't, I'm not aware of this <laughs> I missed out I'm gonna buy you a box for like something <laughs> honestly they are life-changing. We went out for a spot of lunch, just had a bit of a wander around, did some shopping, had a nice chilled Saturday night, ordered a Domino's. Oh my God, you had a Domino's? A small gluten-free Domino's between the two of us. I was going to say, what was the gluten situation with that? Because um, Literally the only reason I'm leaving the house on a Saturday night is to pick up a Domino's. So we ran down and did that and watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We started Series 5. You'll be very pleased to know. Yay! Oh, I'm so oh, excited. I'm, I'm to have it back oh. in my life. I really am. Um, and then Sunday, we just popped into Sheffield and had a spot of brunch and um, had, there's a little Portuguese, I want to say, I guess it's a bakery um, by the Peace Gardens. And I can't remember what it's called, but I'll leave it linked in the show notes. And they do the most amazing, um, oh my gosh, what are they called? Egg yes, tarts. but that's not what their actual name is. So yeah, and that has inspired us to pick Lisbon as where we are going to go for my birthday. Yay! Very excited. So yeah, even though it's been a trying week or so, um, there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of very exciting things happening. So I'm just trying to remain positive and kind of like carry on. Yeah. How have you been? What have you been up to? Um, I've, I mean, the last couple of weeks similarly have just been absolute madness. I feel ecstatically relieved that a project at work is now over. Um, I actually got home tonight and had a beer with my dinner just to celebrate because I was like, it's, I'm free. No, so that's that's good. So hopefully work will be slightly less stressful now. But I'm, I feel like I've been very productive, but it's made me the most exhausted, productive person ever. <laughs> I've been going to the gym every day. I've been doing loads of blog posts. I've been doing these courses, things that I'm doing. It's such a humble brag. Like I'm just most exhausted. Well, I, well, I, I, I'm so proud of myself for doing it. But I am absolutely knackered, and I can feel myself getting ill from it. But I've been sleeping like a baby, presumably because I've been going to the gym every day. That's good. Very exciting. We finished our netball season, third in the league. Oh, well done! Exciting. Yeah, I was very pleased about that. Um. So we have a dinner to celebrate tomorrow, which I'm looking forward oh, to. Oh, lovely. But yeah, it's just been lots of self-inflicted busyness, really. So I can't re- I can't complain, to be honest, because I have inflicted it all on myself. Sounds like you've been having a good run of it, though. I feel like um, your post the other day on Instagram about celebrating the small things was exactly what I needed to see. Because I feel like 
when you're that busy or when you're having a bit of a tough time, it can be so easy to overlook them. Yeah. There are so many small wins to find. Like the fact that you've got up every day and gone to the gym before work, like that's amazing. Like that's just not happening for me. Yeah, but again, it's it's that diff- that thing of like your life and your morning routine is very different from mine and you have different things in your day that you should be really proud of achieving. Like I know for a fact that you just churn out blog posts like an absolute demon. I'm like, well, I haven't been recently. So I've been, don't worry, I've given myself a hard time over that. (laughs) Yeah, but you were doing like frigging however many a week before. Oh, it's all planned to come back for April. I've had a bit of a creative hiatus, um, which makes me sound like such a wanker. But um, (laughs) but yeah, back in April. But yeah, I know, I think you're right. It's the small wins, isn't it? Yeah. And especially when it's so easy to just compare yourself with other people. Actually, you just need to focus on your own path and be proud of what you've achieved for yourself I feel like that's the whole topic we should get into at some point comparison and like staying in your lane and all that kind of thing um why don't we move on to recommendations what have you been loving over the past couple of weeks I I don't I think I have discussed this before but I'm a massive true crime fan I don't know I feel like I've recommended Court Junkie before and things like that but um I listened to a podcast I think it was last year and it's like a just a series with one story and I think it was like eight or nine episodes called Dirty John and they've now oh is that what that's about yeah so they've now turned it into a Netflix series and that follows the same story and it is it's it, it's all a true story obviously true crime um mm. but they've just obviously fictionalized it into this Netflix drama which I will admit is a little it's a little bit cheesy like it's been a bit overplayed but I just feel like that's an American thing um but the actual story is so interesting it's so compelling and it's it's basically it's basically about about con men and how women can be so duped by by these seemingly charming handsome wonderful men that come into their lives and take everything from the women and actually put them in very dangerous situations so that's what happened to this particular woman um and it went through the courts and I think she I don't want to give away any spoilers but yeah the Netflix series I haven't finished watching it yet but obviously I know what happens from the podcast and it is really good I'd recommend watching it that sounds quite interesting it doesn't sound like it's going to give me nightmares either no it's not scary like it's disturbing in that you're like you can see it happening and you're like oh my god how can she not see but obviously she's in love with this guy so you don't you you don't see it. She's just it's a manipulative relationship, but um, yeah, it's really interesting. Have you um have you watched Madeline McCann documentary on Netflix yet? No, I'm really on the fence about watching it. So am I because I feel like it because it the family didn't want anything to do with it. They didn't agree with it apparently. Yeah, and this is what's been my issue with it because I know people who have watched it and they've kind of said it doesn't tell you anything new. It just yeah. kind of it just kind of dramatizes and sort of makes a spectacle of all the stuff that we already know no I don't mm, I don't feel like that one's for me then maybe yeah I don't know I mean I guess if you're looking for a quick roundup and apparently there's some bits of info in there that people didn't know before but in terms of actual progress on the case I don't think there's well there's nothing new in there obviously I feel like we'd know about it if there was I am someone who I was speaking to who said they enjoyed it um they didn't grow up in the UK so they knew nothing about it before they watched it oh my Um, god yeah, she's French, so she didn't, like, it wasn't really a thing. Like, it wasn't really reported in the media there. So um, she says she quite enjoyed it and found it interesting. But I was really, really on the fence because I was like, mm, family haven't consented to it. And I don't yeah. know, it, I didn't, it, it still makes me feel very uncomfortable. So I wasn't sure. But 
I um I might give Dirty John a watch over the weekend. So what was your uh, first recommendation for this week? So as we know, this is becoming quite a weekly feature of Books with Charlotte, <laughs> but I've finished the book and I've started another one. <gasps> no way. Um, I know. Um, I So I think I mentioned it last week. I ordered Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yeah. And if I'm honest, I didn't have that higher hopes because I, I was just like, oh, yeah, just like whatever. Like it's got quite a lot of hype. I'm not really one to buy into the hype usually. Um, but I thought, yep, I'll give it a go. It seems like quite a nice, fun read. I read it so quickly. Like, I haven't read a book that quickly in... I couldn't even tell you what the last book was. I read that quickly. Oh, no way. Um, yeah, like, it's it's about 350, 400 pages, so it isn't, like, a quick read. Yeah. Um, I started it on the Saturday, and I think by Tuesday or Wednesday I'd finished it. Oh, my God. It's for someone who hardly ever reads. I think it's pretty good going, but I just, like... It's just such a fun read. Like it's lighthearted. It's um, it's funny, and it's one of those books that has a lot of twists in it. Like it has a lot more twists in it than I thought it would. Yeah. Um. So, and it really like I didn't see the ending coming. I really, really didn't see that coming. So I really enjoyed that. I'm desperate to watch the film. I think I'm going to watch it on Saturday night. And I went out and bought the next day, um, China Rich Girlfriend, which is the second book in the trilogy. Um, I'm not enjoying that one quite as much like it isn't as good as the first one but it is still good like I'm really enjoying it I'll probably read the third book um yeah but if you're looking for something to read because it's one of those things I think when a book gets so much hype and it gets turned into a movie there's always that kind of cynicism at least I find it where I'm a bit like oh yeah is it actually I mean obviously it's good if it's been made into a movie but I'm always like am I going to really enjoy it but I, I really did so I would highly recommend just a nice it's, it's just one of those reads, it's like, it's kind of like a beach read, but there's a bit more to it and it's set somewhere different. So it's quite nice to read something that isn't just set in like London or New York or somewhere like that. It's just, it's just a little bit different. So I would recommend. Oh, I might have to check that out. I don't know if, because you said the endings, are, like you didn't see it coming. I don't know if it's the same ending as the movie then. Um. Well, no, Um. we'll, we'll discuss it after. So I don't want to give any spoilers. Like I... I saw parts of it coming, but I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, I don't want to ruin anything. I'm paranoid about giving spoilers to anything. <laughs> okay. We will, we will discuss that later, but it's just made me really, really want to book flights to Singapore. Yeah. Like desperate. <laughs> um, so that's great for the bank balance. <laughs> it's great for the life experience. That's how you have to do it. Yeah. Not about the bank balance. I did think about doing it for my birthday and I was like, I can't do that 13 hour flight again this soon yeah that's that's a lot as well especially if you're not going for like only be there for a week I couldn't I just couldn't do it like yeah that's a lot (laughs) like I need that was a tough flight I feel like I need a bit more time to kind of forget about the trauma of it before I put myself through it again um but yeah what was your second recommendation um so my second recommendation is another article about travel so I also feel like this is a theme that I'm now starting to establish um but it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a somber topic. Um, but obviously, in the news recently, there's been a lot of incidents of female travellers um, tragically being killed or dying when they've been travelling on their own abroad. Yeah. And there's a really, there's a really interesting article in the New York Times about it and the rise of female solo travel. And it goes back to all of those things that like I've seen before and it's the position of women now in that they know like the way that kind of prices are rising 
women are now and women now have their own disposable income they want to put those the experiences ahead of like material gains so they might not no longer want a house but they want to have the experience of traveling and it's something great yeah this is it so hostel world so biggest hostel booking like online platform found last year that bookings by solo female travelers increased by 45 percent wow from 2015 to 2017 so in two years they increased by 45 percent and and I think it is like a shift in attitudes that it's no longer like a risky like out of the box thing for women Mm. to do to travel on their own it is just kind of the attitude is that it's more adventurous and it's an exciting thing to do and it is all about the experience that you can have and it's not it's just for you and not for anyone else but then you get the other side of it where people are like oh well you're doing that you're you're asking for trouble and it goes that is exactly the same thing as like as well that is victim blaming it's like telling someone that they deserve what they get because of what they wore or because they were drunk like that's it's and it, it it names specific com- countries in this article, which I have an issue with because, yes, there are more dangerous countries in the world, but that's not because the country themselves is dangerous. It's because of the attitudes in that country. Yeah, and also I think that's a really dangerous generalisation to make that a country is a dangerous place because yeah. there are dangerous places in every country and there are people and places in every country that are lovely and safe. So yeah, kind of scaremonger on the basis of this country is dangerous and this country is not dangerous that doesn't sit right with me of course there are things like crime rates and number of incidences and yes certain places may pose a higher risk than others but to just simply class them dangerous and not dangerous that feels really uncomfortable yeah and I think my my argument whenever people say that to me like oh aren't you worried like even when I went to Albania they're like oh well Albania it's got got some associations and oh, do you really want to be traveling there and like driving around like independent travel I was like well I met some of the nicest people in Albania they were so open and welcoming they so badly want tourism in their country I did not have an issue at all and then I raised with people that I got like attacked and robbed in Barcelona I'm like how can you then generalize countries when it's Spain it's a westernized country in yeah. Spain and that happened. I'm just so of the opinion that bad things can happen anywhere. It's not, you can't stereotype it to a specific country. And I just think it's a really important conversation because then you get articles like this and it does scaremonger and it puts women off and 45% increase in solo travellers booking online. Like, that's yeah. great. I don't want articles like this. I don't know. It's The article's good in that there is some balance and it does speak to solo travellers who have solo female travellers who have gone through things and then have continued to travel Mm. and I think that's really important and I think yeah and I think one of them said that the more we tell women not to travel alone the more we send the message that the world is very dangerous and in a way that means we're supporting that belief rather than horrifying people I want people to go into it with a little more bravery and a little more knowledge you can't control the world you have to go out and live your life and not let terrible stories stop you because otherwise you let them win I think that's a really, really good point. And I think going back to the whole Barcelona thing, like what happened to you was really awful. I went to Barcelona and can honestly say I met some of the nicest people. So even when you break it down to a city, like it's not, it's not as simple as that. Like it's just where you are at what, like 
it's unfortunately a great deal of it comes down to luck and yeah you so to sit there and make sweeping statements about places just isn't it's not useful it's exactly what she said like it's just not useful it it's scaremongers and it it supports that idea that the world is a horrible and scary place and yes there are parts of it that are horrible and scary there are a damn sight number of places though that really aren't yeah yeah, definitely. I just think it's a really important conversation. Yeah, can't definitely. I think, I think it's a really important conversation. Definitely a really interesting article. And I think it's good that someone like the New York Times is um, really kicking off that conversation. Yeah, I think it needs to be addressed rather than people just kind of, especially with social media, just making it even worse and scaremongering to the point of the fake news and all that sort yeah. of thing. Or even the other way where it's kind of rose tinting travel so much and taking risks that probably aren't sensible um, yeah that you kind of then forget that you do need to have your nouse about you and that you do need to be you kind of need to have your head screwed on you do need to take certain precautions so it's nice to have that balance of saying be cautious but enjoy yourself what was your last recommendation so mine is an article as well well it's kind of two in one because it's how I found out about this article as well um it's no secret to anyone that I'm a massive Dolly Alderton fan um Ooh. I love her work I love her book and she has a weekly column in Sunday Times Style um, if I'm at Alex's, it's great. His dad gets a Sunday time, so I just get to flick through style. However, if I'm not there, I've not been able to read it. Um, however, oh. now on the Times, if you register, you don't have to put payment details in, just your name and your email address, and then maybe like your interests or something like that. You get two free articles a week from the website. Oh, nice. Really nice. So I signed up to it, and now I can read Dolly Alderton's article. And this week, the reason I did it was because I saw it on her Instagram stories and this week's theme was all about guilt and feeling guilty and basically feeling like a naughty school child. And it just really, really resonated with me um, because I am someone who feels perpetually guilty. I always feel like I'm in trouble for something or that I'm about to be in trouble or that I've done something wrong or that, you know, I'm not being a very nice person or a good person. And I for a long time thought I was the only one that felt like it. Having spoken to more friends and other people, I really don't think I am the only person that feels like it. So when I saw this article on Sunday, I was reading it just like, yes, yes, literally, like, I, this is how I feel. And it was just a, it was a really interesting perspective on saying, like, why is it that we feel, why is it that we feel like these naughty school children and that we're about to get told off when that's not the case and we're, like, grown women with our own minds and we're you know we've not committed an awful crime that's suddenly going to get uncovered um, yeah it was really really interesting but yeah I think if you haven't read it I would go I'd recommend giving it a go if you are someone who also from time to time does feel pretty guilty about things you just shouldn't feel guilty about <laughs> yeah I think I need to I need to give that a read because I feel like the amount of expectations that people put on themselves you inevitably end up feeling guilty yeah like I feel guilty about the fact that I haven't posted three times a week on my blog this month. Kind of had a lot of shit going on in my life, really. <laughs> oh, three times a week. Oh, Jesus. Then that makes me feel guilty because of comparison. But then I feel guilty because I'm like, shit, Helly's doing so much more than just a blog and she's capable of doing so much and I'm not doing anything. It's a vicious and then that comparison again because you're not in your own lane and doing your own thing and everyone's doing different exactly. things at different times. We definitely, this should have been this week's discussion topic, but we haven't picked comparisons this week's topic. Shall we move on to this week's discussion topic? So this week's topic kind of does lead on from last week. So last week we were talking about how it's so easy to feel like you're supposed to be on top of everything in your 20s. There's so many things you should be doing. Um, 
and how organization can really help with that and our top tips for being organized. And we felt like it might be quite useful to lead on from that and that feeling of being overwhelmed by all of those different things that you feel like you should be doing or haven't done or aren't maybe as organized with. Um, So we felt like feeling overwhelmed is a topic in itself that we really wanted to discuss and address and talk about how we would handle it. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes when it comes to that feeling of being overwhelmed, and it's not just like, oh God, life's busy, but like that actual feeling of you can't, you almost can't keep your head above the water. Yeah. Um, And everything like, and it can be just maybe like a lot of little things in life that have kind of gone wrong recently. And it's that feeling or maybe it's one really big life changing thing that has just landed on your plate and you don't quite know what the hell to do with it and that feeling of just like what the hell am I meant to do and how do I get through today kind of how do I survive this because I think to your point there was like there's there's so much going on in everyone's life everyone is so busy you see how busy everyone else is so when you feel like you're not coping it can just really pile on top of you because the last thing you need to feel when you feel like you're not coping, is that you're not doing as well as everyone else. Yeah, and um, then it is kind of like a, a vicious circle of like a self-fulfilling feeling of just never being able to get on top of things because you're always punishing yourself for the last thing. Yeah, completely. Um, and I think it really ties in with mental health as well. Like if you're, it can really, it can wreak havoc with your mental health, regardless of whether generally your mental health is in a really good place or maybe you're struggling with it a little bit more. It kind of, that feeling can really be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, and I actually I did a little did a little cheeky bit of research before this, and um, well, I just I feel like it's really important to point out that actually feeling overwhelmed is classed as a symptom of anxiety. Yeah, I think that's a really important clarification to make because it, it yeah. is like it's a legitimate it's a legitimate side effect. Yeah, so- it's not it's not just a case of oh you you're feeling you feel guilty or you feel like you should punish yourself for not being on top of things it is it's a lot of different things go whether it's physical like whether it's a physiological or a mental kind of overwhelmedness it's come from literally your body is, does not have the resources to cope with all of the different yeah. things that are going through it whether that's like the chemical imbalances of your fight or your flight response and all of the physiological effects of I don't know if you get like chest pains or if you feel sick or you feel like you're starting to panic all of those different things are because you're feeling overwhelmed and I mean often there's a root cause that needs to be addressed on its own anyway but there are ways also to help with coping with those symptoms of feeling overwhelmed yeah definitely I think for me personally I think when it when it comes to that feeling of feeling really overwhelmed and feeling like you just you don't even know where to start I think sometimes the most important thing you can do is be kind to yourself but I don't necessarily mean in that like Instagram self-care way of like run a bubble bath and have a pizza like yeah those things are great and like if that if that helps and that's what you need to do brilliant do it but I think a lot of the time it's doing the things that maybe aren't so fun so for example for me I know that when I exercise I feel better yeah when I feel like crap the last thing I want to do is do a workout but it's almost making it's almost meeting myself halfway and being like well I know I need to do this because it will make me feel better but actually say I'm gonna go for I'm gonna take up running today today's just not the time to do that 
but actually I am going to make myself do 15 minutes of yoga and I am going to make sure I drink two litres of water today and I'm going to try and get a good night's sleep and it's all of those things about almost being your own parent and making yourself do the things that your body's telling you you need even if they aren't like fun and relaxing and like they're not as great as like painting your nails or whatever like there's I think it's sometimes you know it depends what it depends what your normal is like for me I say like drinking two liters of water I normally drink over two liters of water a day because I just drink all day long um but you know if you're someone and I know personally that makes me feel a lot better if you're someone who only drinks like a half a liter of water a day you're probably setting yourself up as a bit of an unrealistic goal to suddenly start drinking two liters of water a day. But it is that thing of saying, okay, being aware of what the things are that make you feel better and just trying to incorporate those into your day. Yeah, well, I think it's like it's like going back to back to basics, really. Yeah, totally, totally. And I think I know for me, sometimes the temptation can be like, oh, I'm having a really, really rough couple of weeks. I'm just going to go on ASOS and order myself something because it will make me feel better. It doesn't make me feel better. Yeah. I just worry that I've spent money I shouldn't have spent. So actually what I need to do in that circumstance is maybe get some exercise or, I don't know, do some bullet journaling and just get my thoughts out or whatever it is. And it's doing those things that just maybe aren't as fun and glamorous, but actually are really good for you. Yeah, I um, it's interesting, actually, those things that you've just said, because I wrote down like a little list of what I think that I do to help when I'm feeling overwhelmed. And one of them is is exercising because I feel like well, one of them is exercising and the other one is find a distraction. And I always think in itself, exercise is, is a distraction because yeah. I'm focusing on like running. I'm focusing on like my breathing or I'm focusing on, I don't know, what weights or what exercise I'm doing or what floor work, whatever I'm doing in the exercise. I've got a routine and I'm following it. And it's just that it's almost the simplicity of just working out to a routine or for a certain amount of time and you don't need to think about anything else in that time and I think it comes down to feeling a bit more like grounded and reassured by something that is very familiar and very predictable and that that feeling of predictability is then a very reassuring feeling when you have been feeling so overwhelmed. Yeah I completely agree I think it's doing those things but also not then holding yourself to too high of an account like you know it's not the day to set yourself you know to beat your personal best no not at all Actually, that day your personal best is you getting up and you doing that yeah and getting like you might be struggling and actually getting out of bed and showering is in itself something you're struggling to do yeah it's okay if that's all you do that day but yeah. it's then from there working out how you how you kind of get out of it and I think a big part of that is asking for help I know that it can be so difficult and it can feel so in itself so overwhelming but if you can I think having that conversation because I think and we we've both been guilty of this you work things up in your head and they're the biggest problem and they're such a disaster and you and you know there are so many things that maybe you think you've done wrong or that you just can't control that are complete like it's completely the end of the world when you start having the conversation with someone else and it's just someone else's logic applied to that situation, it's a lot easier to suddenly go, oh, actually, yeah, no, I do have that under control, and I am good at that, and this is okay, and I will be okay. When you get inside your own head, it can almost feel suffocating sometimes. Yeah, because you're constantly kind of thinking about the next thing that could go wrong. You're, 
when you're overwhelmed you're thinking about the potential scenarios that could happen and then obviously that just feeds your like feeling of uncertainty whereas I think talking to someone else you are again you're getting that grounding because you're getting someone else's outside perspective I'm not saying that they're more rational than you are but Mm. in that moment you're struggling with rationality because you are so overwhelmed by all of these different things flying through your mind so I think then talking to someone else who has got that outside perspective and can really just make you see things as they are not the not the exaggerated version that you've got in your mind it's a really reassuring and again kind of brings you back down to earth and has quite a calming effect I find definitely and if nothing else when you share that problem with someone else, it I think it automatically makes you feel better. Yeah. Because it's in your head. And sometimes it's just the act of saying something out loud or writing it down. Like I find that for me, um, I have a five-year journal that I try and write in every night. I've not been very good at it recently. Whoops. But um, <laughs> I try and write in it every night because there's something about writing down everything that's happened that day that just really helps to draw a line underneath it. And it's definitely more of a maintenance thing than a like that won't that won't cure the problem if I feel like I'm overwhelmed. But on a day to day basis to kind of maintain the status quo, it's so helpful to have that thing of like, right, this is what happened today, draw a line underneath it and move on. Yeah. It's like it's very um what's the word? Like I guess it's a very symbolic thing to do to like round off your day. It's like cathartic, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. What kind of things do you do to maintain that status quo so if you're not if you're not in a state of feeling overwhelmed what do you do to just make sure you kind of stay there for as long as possible I think it's difficult because then once you get into being overwhelmed you you don't see that you've got there you just all of a sudden realize that you are but I think like I've seen it this week because I've been so busy and I've been doing a lot but I know that I have and I know that we've mentioned this before as well but I know I've managed to kind of maintain my level of kind of constant by having a weekend to myself yeah and I think I had that time to kind of unwind spend some time on my own and I think especially in the evenings as well when I've been at work if it's been a really stressful day and I've had lots of stuff going on I really need to make that time for myself in the evening to not be surrounded by other people and to hear them tell me everything about their day and everything that's been going on I need to sit in my room and have 10 minutes to read a book and just not think about everything too much yeah definitely like finding that balance between not having so much alone time that you send yourself like into a state of complete worry um because you're like going over things too much but also having that time to just kind of just be and just be silent I guess like for me have you ever done the um what's it called Myers-Briggs test yeah so on mine it was really interesting I was split down the middle as an extrovert and introvert really oh wow yeah I'm very 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 slightly an extrovert which I thought was really interesting and um, if anyone hasn't done the Myers-Briggs it's basically a personality test and you answer a ton of questions and then you get graded on a load of different things this will shock no one my like a celebrity equivalent was Monica Geller oh god that's hilarious I can't remember what all of mine was I know I was extrovert but I can't remember okay. I think I'm ESTJ or ENTJ Yes, I think I'm ESTJ. It's really interesting. It's basically looking at where you get your energy from, whether you get it from being surrounded by other people and being in those environments or whether it's more like you like being sociable, but then you need time on your own to recuperate. Yeah. And I thought it was just really interesting because that's exactly how I am. Like sometimes I really need to be around people to 
get that energy and feel really hyped up but other times I'm just like nope I really need to be alone and I think it's almost trying to be a bit more intuitive with yourself and understanding when those times are. So what would you recommend what do you try to do to maintain the balance and avoid stepping into the the feeling of being overwhelmed? I think I think it's kind of similar to what you're saying like giving myself that time on my own like particularly in the evenings. Yeah. I'm doing something with it so I find if I just have a quiet evening where I don't do anything sometimes that's a little bit counterproductive because I have a lot of time to think and worry about things or mull things over whereas actually what is better for me is to kind of structure my evenings very slightly so I'm like right Monday night like Monday night we'll record the podcast and then Tuesday night I'll do some yoga or Wednesday night I'll cook a meal and all of these little things are things that help to make my life easier generally yeah because I'm not worrying about like what I've got to cook every night in the week or what I'm going to take for lunch the next day but equally um they in themselves are things that are quite good to do to kind of distract me and to take my mind off of things yeah they kind of help me to focus my energy on something different that is still productive and that is something I still enjoy I really enjoy cooking I really enjoy doing yoga if you hate doing those things then they're probably not the best examples but try and find something that you do enjoy whatever that is that just gives you that I guess is meditative but not necessarily meditation. Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess I feel like that about, um, I mean, similar to you in that if I have something, I need a vague bit of structure. So I'll be like, yeah, Monday we record the podcast. Uh, Tuesday I'll go to netball. Wednesday I'll do a blog post, et cetera, et cetera. But I think what I find really helps and it links back to the exercise is going to netball twice a week because it's such a set thing in my routine on a Tuesday evening and a Thursday evening you will go and do this and it's just two solid hours with a completely different group of people and the only thing I need to focus on is playing as part of a team and working on my skills and it's it almost forces you into such a singular mindset that I haven't got time to worry about anything else because I'm just focusing on that one thing which I enjoy doing I think that's the key you have to enjoy doing it it's not like forcing yourself to do something you hate but yeah also I feel like we use like half of our recommendations at the start rather than saving them to the end talking about like talking to other people and journaling and stuff and yeah maybe maybe the bit where you say what's your recommendations maybe we need to cut that out and put it at the start of that whole bit yeah that's a good idea actually I'll not... see if it's together yeah because then we've only actually done one recommendation each after you said that but then we recommended a bunch of other stuff before that but anyway I think it what we're trying to say is that it's very different for everyone how what your tolerance is of being overwhelmed how you handle being overwhelmed I think if you can implement those small changes and things that make you feel a bit more certain and a bit more comfortable with things that are maybe slightly unsettling in life it it's very much like organization making those small steps are really helpful and really beneficial to kind of balance you out that's a really important point as well is that everyone's tolerance is different so you know again don't compare yourself if you think someone else has their shit really together and it's only you feeling like that it's not like I just I think for me it's so important I always remember like yes you think everyone else like in your office or on your train or you're passing in the street feels great on top of the world and they're killing it in every area of their life they're probably thinking the same about you yeah so don't let the fact that you feel overwhelmed be another thing that you add to that pile of things to kind of overwhelm you. I think, you know, it's fine if you're overwhelmed. It happens to everyone at some point. Yeah. To know that you are completely capable 
whether that's with help from others or on your own, but you are completely capable of getting yourself back to feeling a lot more in control and kind of like you're bossing it again. I hate the word bossing it. I don't really know why I said that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Nailing it, smashing it. Nailing it. Yep, yeah, that's better. Nailing it. Nailed it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Um, But we would love to hear your thoughts on the topic this week or if you have any recommendations or anything that you do to help with organisation or feeling overwhelmed. Um, And as usual, you can get in contact with us um, via our Instagram, which is at 20s are hard. Yep, or on our email address, which will be left in the um, show notes. So you can just scroll down, look at them. And if you want to stay up to date with our next episodes, make sure you hit subscribe on um, either iTunes or Acast, and then it will just pop in to your subscription box um, every other Wednesday when we upload new episodes, so you won't miss any. Sure, I do love getting that notification when it pops up. I do, it's very exciting. Um, and also, if you're listening on iTunes, if you would like to, we would be very grateful if you left us a um, five-star rating and a little review because it helps other people discover the podcast as well. Um, and, we, you know, we always want to speak to more people. We hope you have a lovely and wonderful, productive week and we will see you next time. Bye! Bye!